The following podcast is a Rotten Corpse Radio production. Horses so much. <laughs> yeah, <that's shit. laughs> Disturbing, or was it uh, Cruel Intentions too? We were doing it a uh, uh, Amy Adams throwback. Stavro <laughs> uh, did his um did his famous Netflix edit where he's just kind of fast forwarding through all the good parts with Amy Adams. <laughs> I enjoyed all of that. <laughs> I enjoyed all of that. Eh, this is the good part. Eh, this is a good part. I'm an, I mean, I enjoyed it so much. I'm probably gonna have to go back and watch it all over again. You know, because I've never seen it before. Well, it is like it's only a couple years after the first one came out, so it's still like the '90s. Yeah. It's still like you could tell by the the the. Just the way it looks. The, those two hot chicks that fucking walk into the shower. Oh, God. That was great. Oh, yeah. They're all, she, she, she scores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was great. It's it's pretty hard. I'll say. <laughs> fucking, um, just that, like, 90s comedy kind of shit that they throw out. Oh, yeah. I still go back and watch that shit. Like, dude, I'll go back and watch American Pies and... Um, yeah, I was talking to fucking uh, Kiva. Um, you may like what re- '90s movies do you go back and watch a lot? A lot? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't if, have to be horror. It could be no, poetry. Hack, hack, be... Hackers is one of them. Oh, Hackers is a definite one. Yeah, Hackers is one of them. Uh, um, if it's on TV, like, because I never find it on demand anywhere, but if it's on TV, Empire Records. Oh yeah, I'll probably fucking sit down and watch. Dazed and confused. Um, another one was, actually, I don't know if this is 90s or if this is early 2000s. I don't know if this is just stoner movies before me, but Half-Baked and, and... California is another one. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Dude, like, fucking, um, it's just the fact that, like... Natural Born Killers. Yeah. Natural Born Killers. Natural Born Killers. I love great. that fucking movie. Actually, I, I noticed on Direct Now that's actually on, that's on demand, I think, on, uh, Stars? One mm-hmm. of the channels on there. Um... True Romance. Yeah, you, I, dude, I gotta see that. True whole Romance, thing. dude. I gotta see that whole thing. <laughs> I just remember you showed me that bit, right, where it gets to the point where, or the part where fucking, uh, where fucking, um, what's his name? Uh, where he fucking pulls up. Gary gun. Oldman? Yeah. Where, Gary Oldman's like, what if it's like, you're like, that's, oh my god, I love fucking Gary Oldman. That's all you can say. Like, back then, he was still an up and comer trying to do his thing, but I knew who he was. That was fucking Dracula at that time. Yeah. He went from Dracula to playing a fucking Jamaican, basically. <laughs> what was the other part? The fucking, uh, the one scene where fucking, um, Chris, it's got Christopher, Christopher Walken. Walken and Dennis Hopper. Hopper. Yeah, and he's just like. I, I, he's like, I read books. I have facts. Yeah. And he's like, Sicilians, 
was spawned by niggas. <laughs> the way he said it, it was just yeah, so fucking just beautiful. So 90s, so Quentin Tarantino. No, I know. They're like, the whole fucking. movie is just, it's very pre-Pulp Fiction, and you could tell. Yeah, I mean, the whole scene, like, totally fits into, like, a scene you've seen. Like, that part in Pulp Fiction when he's telling Bruce Will- young Bruce Willis how he got the watch. I, I held this, this watch, watch on my ass for three years. <laughs> this watch. <laughs> he, like, holds it out. Right <laughs> this watch. Very, very pointy, or, like, it's very pointy. Well, surprisingly, I am really surprised I haven't seen Christopher Walken in more roles, other than those two, really, of quitting movies. No, yeah. I'm, I mean, they could have easily... Okay, so they could have easily put him in fucking um, in, uh, Reservoir Dogs. They could have easily put him in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, no shit. I didn't, though. I don't know. Like, kind of bring back that character, you know, that other Yeah, character. but I can tell in Inglorious he was trying to bring in new faces. Yeah. Like Eli Roth. Yeah. The bear Jew. Well, what about, um, <laughs> I mean, what about fucking Hateful Eight? Because, like, everybody in that's a classic. Oh, I know. I, I mean, except for, like, Channing Tatum and a couple of the younger people. Most everybody in By, by the way, Channing Tatum's best role ever, other than G.I. Joe 2. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I was like, if you can kill him off. I'm fucking Quickly. happy. Yeah. Even though he can be funny. I mean, if you play, if he ends up, uh, like, I hate this, but if he ends up playing He-Man in the, in the new Masters of the Universe, if he dies at the end, I'll be extra happy. I'll be like, especially if they get somebody really cool to play fucking Skeletor, which I don't know if they will, but who knows, they'll probably do a CGI Skeletor and it'll ruin the whole movie. Uh... Because I love Frank Langella as fucking... Oh, God, yeah. Dude. That was some serious and shit. they lied to us after the credits. He said he'd be back, and he never has been. Yeah, no, what the fuck's up with that, Frank? <laughs> Don't like, blame Frank. Blame the directors. I know. Yeah, it's like... I mean, they probably... I think what they were trying to do is try to scrape up whatever, you know, dignity they had left. That's why when like, people said, Ooh, this whole Marvel thing, they have stuff after the movies. That's something new. I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it wasn't done that often but it's been done <laughs> yeah plenty of times um so um when you're listening to this um you know for, for anybody who's listening to this right now this is a week after the fact um so last tuesday um it was announced on the news that uh stephen hawking's passed away now my immediate reaction was, well, when he died, did it make the sound of a computer rebooting? We can hope. And that's my only tasteless joke. I mean, everything else I'm going to say from here out is nothing but praise. Uh, and you'll probably hear this on the Sci-Files, too. So if you're a fan of this show, go over to the Sci-Files. They'll talk about it a little bit more in depth. Um, they're going to have a whole bit, uh, you know, a whole s- segment on just Stephen Hawking's. But, uh, but the thing about this is, Okay, so this has caused the shitty people of fucking uh, social media to kind of pop and their the ugly heads the shitty religious up. people. Yeah, and, okay, so I'm going to go off on this for a little bit. I'm religious not... people are showing their true colors when when an atheist dies. Yeah, they're basically, I think, what was it? There was this um, one tweet specifically I got sent out, I think it was today, uh, which would be Wednesday, we're recording this on a Wednesday, and um, they don't care. And there was a tweet that there's a tweet that went out um, that a friend of mine reposted on Facebook. It was basically stating that, oh, now that Stephen Hawking's is dead, you'll find you'll find out um, who 
actually created the universe, you know, basically like taking stabs at atheism and taking, you know, just kind of showing the, you know, the Christian spirit. And, you know, I get that. And then there's a lot of people on, you know, on social media who are just hateful, bashing. Yeah, they're just ragtagging the whole thing by saying he's going to fucking hell. Stephen Hawking's is going to hell. He's burning in hell right now. It's like, fuck you guys. I mean, the way I look at it, it's like, there's a man who, in his fucking early years of college, lost the ability to move his whole fucking body, except for his fucking eyes. And he was the smartest brain in the, one of the smartest brains in the world. He has done more sitting on his ass I'm going to be a little funny here, but he has done more sitting on his fucking ass, not doing, not just kind of looking all hunched around, you know, like barely fucking holding himself up. In his 76 atheist years, than your goddamn Christian ass will do in your entire fucking lifetime. He's done, he has done more actual shit, you know, he was like, he was one of the smartest, he was probably the smartest man of our era, you know. Mm -hmm. He was the Einstein of our era. Yeah. And And we won't see another mind like that for I mean, in our lifetime, probably not. I mean, Elon. I mean, don't start pulling out. Well, Elon Musk is alive. Elon Musk is a visionary with a lot of money. He's That's not. That's not the same fucking thing. Yeah, not the same thing. Uh, Was that that guy that sent the car into space? Yep. Idiot. But it's cool though because he sent it up in the space heavy metal style. He actually got a Tesla. They put a fucking dummy. With the fucking, uh, with the actual, um, like with the spacesuit on, and they did it to that fucking music, like just like in, um, just like in heavy metal. Oh God! With that same song and everything, it was fucking great. We actually talked about that in the sci files a couple weeks ago. Uh, so I mean, so for the science community, now I'm not gonna. Now I'll state this just to be fair to the fuckhead piece of shit Christians out there. Just to be fucking fair to you, Not assholes. All Christians, just the fuckheads. Yeah, online. just the pieces of shit. Because I have a lot of religious friends, and they're not fucking assholes. So I'm just gonna say this. I mean, well, they are kind of assholes because they're our friends, but you know, but <laughs> still, <laughs> still, so true, so true. It, it, yeah. And but still, the thing is, you know, science in its own fun, shitty way, is also religion. Because a lot of it's theoretical. Not a lot of it's unproven. A lot of it is in whip and work working stages of becoming proven. But for now there's a lot of things in there, you know, out there that's not quite, you know, realistic. Like a lot of the things, um, you know, that has been said about like dinosaurs, for instance, you know, of course Christians have fucking this big oh dinosaurs never existed and then they put it in the Bible all of a sudden because they found out it was true and then um, our concept of what dinosaurs possibly have looked like has totally changed since they uh, found that fucking uh, sarcophagus of a mummified fucking dinosaur that had features on it we would have never thought of seeing. But it gives us a good glimpse into our past, into this world's past. Because I'll tell you what, before Christ, we weren't fucking here. I'll tell you that right now. We were not fucking here. We evolved from something. I'm not saying we fall from fucking monkeys, because that's fucking dumb. But that we came from something. We came from primordial ooze, from fucking, you know, weird, like, microscopic creatures. We came from something. 
We may not be the fucking... We've always... It's evolution. Well, I don't know if it's whatever evolution is considered. Yeah. I mean, I, but... To quote, to quote like, fucking uh, Trey Parker playing uh, playing Mrs. Garrison, you know, we didn't, we didn't come from two uh, lizard-eyed fish frogs butt-fucking a monkey. We didn't come from that, but we came from something similar. You know, we came from something. You know, maybe it was amphibious, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was, you know, but it wasn't a fucking monkey. I mean, <laughs> and, you know, and, and there's just so much out there. That if it were... was, why haven't we seen monkeys turn into humans? Yeah, right? <laughs> why are there still monkeys? <laughs> why are there still dumb. monkeys? <laughs> oh, yeah, we're a species of monkeys. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> they would have all evolved already. Come on. Um, not just select few, you know, and then why are there different races? You know, there's a reason for a lot of that shit. So, um... Not because Cain Abel, not because of religion, not because of bleh, you know, fuck that. We came from something, you know, we will eventually figure it out. Maybe not in our current lifetime, but they're eventually going to figure it out. And once they do, I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, me as an atheist, I'm, I'm going to say that they're going to eventually prove religion wrong. But I also think to... Regardless of what ends up being proven, there's always going to be some asswipe out there who's going to say, "Oh no, that's not it's, real." It's disagreeing. It's, like I don't. That's care what not written in the Quran. You, you can have all the proof. Either side, you can have all the proof in the world on science that God isn't real, and you can have all the proof in the world on the religious side that said God is real, and you will still have people that disagree. Yeah, it, there's always going to be conflict. That's all there is to it. Eventually, some some generation out there, maybe this next generation, because this next generation seems to be pretty fucking vocal about equal everything. And so, they don't want to be fucking labeled the same way our generation has been labeled and the same way everybody else, you know, like, and the ones before us, you know, they're, maybe, that, maybe not even them, because there is some bigotry in their fucking world, too. There's entitlement. But laziness, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But mm-hmm. maybe three, four, five generations from now, bigotry will fucking disappear. It will go away. And we, you know, maybe after we get attacked by aliens, like an Independence Day, who knows? Who fucking really knows? But until or zombie apocalypse, I mean, who fucking knows? But whatever fucking happens, that's just gonna, gonna disappear. And this whole bullshit about fucking people fucking, you know, giving, you know, basically talking shit about a dead guy. Fuck off. That's my two cents of it. (laughs) Everybody has all the balls in the world after they're dead and they can't defend themselves. Right? (laughs) Oh, and everybody has balls because nobody has to actually say anything to somebody else's face anymore. Yeah, the thing that sucks about the internet is the internet gives too many people... A voice, and it doesn't... No, it gives them a voice to where they don't have to deal with the other person. Yeah. A, a shielded voice, an anonymous voice. Everybody is anonymous on the internet. And, and everybody has the biggest balls in the world when they're typing on their shit. Yeah, that's true. Send and your tweets. A, and we live in a world where, like, if somebody... If you were to do that to somebody, and somebody were to kick your ass, you're either going to sue them, or you're going to cry. Yeah, it's never your fault. <sighs> I know. Like Nobody takes... Nobody owns up to anything anymore. Like, it's remember, always somebody else's fault. Do you fault. remember when we were in, like, first, second grade? Do they have, like, a special person come in and teach you consequences? Yeah. A special teacher came in. 
taught you consequences. It was a very, it was like a seminar almost. It was like all day class basically, or it felt like an all day class. But it was a teacher, yeah. <laughs> somebody who came in and taught you consequences. No matter what decision you make, there's a good consequence or there's a bad consequence. There's good and bad consequences for every decision you make. Do they not teach that anymore? I don't think so. I think taking, what, I think what it is taking n- responsibility for your actions. Well, I think what it is now, okay, so what it is now, and maybe this is where the right, you know, the religious right, or the, you know, like the right-wing, um, you know, groups, you know, like the Republican Party in our country, this is probably why they're favoring so heavily on arm all the teachers and schools from school shootings. Fuck that, because, kids. Yeah, right? They're, they're, they're probably better. They've been playing shooter games forever, you know? <laughs> they, they got practice. Um... I'm sorry, the only reason I say arm the kids is because it sounds as rational as any stupid other theory I've heard. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's it, it kind of goes with that weird rationale of, like, you know, oh, we arm the teachers to protect ourselves. The thing, the thing about it is, 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 like, I think the whole thing is now, because you look at the way teachers are now today in school. There is more bullying in school nowadays than there ever was when we were kids and you know why because teachers can't say anything to the kids anymore because the kids will tell their parents and they'll have a conference and the teachers will get yelled at they'll get fired sometimes or suspended or suspended and it's it's fucking stupid so we have this like pussy yeah but the thing is like you remember going to school like yeah middle school and most of high school if you got bullied and you confronted the bully nine times out of ten there really were no fucking fists thrown no it's just it was words. mostly words and yeah. somebody might push you yeah. might somebody might take a swing and you might get hit and that might be considered a fight because you're in middle school or high school yeah and a lot of times you just yell at each other to the point where you get your points across and then everybody thinks about it and goes oh yeah <laughs> usually or mr toffelmeyer comes in and rips you both up and throws you in the office remember yeah. mr toffelmeyer he was kind of a scary dude actually. yeah he was a big motherfucker i yeah. saw him grab two mexicans grab them because they were gonna Fight in front of the the loop and Neil Armstrong. He came in, walked through the crowd, picked them up like they were nothing. But you don't realize how small you are in middle school, and these were two little Mexicans. So, and I remember that. And it's like <laughs> there was teachers had the right to do more back then. Yeah, I mean, fuck even the generation before ours, dude. They were the last generation to get the shit kicked out of them in school. So like paddled, huh? Paddled. My brother-in-law. Yeah. Talks about when he was in Minnesota, being raised in Minnesota, how he used to get paddled. Corey. Yeah, he's that generation. Yep. Corey, my older brother, he fucking, he got fucking beat in school. Mm-hmm. Actually, he said the last year they did that was middle school. Mm-hmm. He remembers, because he, he went to middle school out in our area, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, where, we, where we grew up. He got fucking paddled by Mr. Browning. Really? Yeah. That's how fucking far back that goes. Damn. Yeah, right. He was in the he was the, he was there back then. I was like, Whoa, really? You knew Mr. Browning? Everybody was afraid of Mr. Browning. You thought we were gonna eat him. Um <laughs> Some people thought he was a job molester, but actually that was just our friend in sixth grade. <laughs> oh. Oh, sorry, inside joke people. <gasps> oh words. Um so yeah, like uh so on a lighter note well, actually no, I'm just on the end of this here. We'll kinda wrap this up. Um, yeah, so, like, just fucking let it go, people. Dude's dead. End of story. Yeah, no shit. I mean, let people fucking praise him for who he was, you know, for who he was. 
we've had many mines like that throughout time. You know, it's very, you know, I mean, even Why don't though... Why you go badmouth Einstein? He's dead, too. You know, even though even though this generation's fucking brilliant mind had the voice of speak and spell, still, mm-hmm. you know, I mean... <laughs> At least he was fucking <laughs> saying something, you know, in his really creative, you know, I mean, he had a fucking, a voice-operated fucking talkback computer that was mo- that was ran by his fucking blinking. F-O-O-D. No, try again. <laughs> go back to Texas 3. Uh, all right, so there's some uh, horror news that we, before we piss everybody off, uh, which... Oh, uh, fuck that. I don't care if I piss you off. But, um... There's some cool horror news that came out this week. Um, many, many of you may know about it already, um, but we wanted to kind of talk about it, kind of shed some light on it. Rob Zombie's third installment of the House of a Thousand Corpses series uh, first started with House of a Thousand Corpses, now or was followed up with The Devil's Rejects, which is a completely different movie. Great one I can I consider one of the greatest horror movies ever made. Now Rob Zombie dropped a fucking um, a picture of the fucking director's chair that actually shows the title for the third film, and there was even there was even a small press release. They're filming the movie right now. It is called uh, Three from Hell, and it's the follow up story to fucking Devil's gonna, Rejects. How are they gonna, it's doctor, here's my question: Like, how they come back? Are they bringing back Doctor Satan? Yeah, that could be a thing. What if Doctor Satan brings them back? What if he gets the corpses? Yeah, because they were still all avidly praising Dr. Satan in the first one. Yeah. He was their savior. He was their god. Yeah, what if he brings them back? What if he actually has this weird... What if he had brought them back before? Yeah. Yeah, Because you remember the juggernaut from fucking part one? You know, yeah, and how many times have they died? That is a good... That is a good point. Yeah, like... I mean, they could have died several times. uh Uh-huh. That's why they weren't afraid of death. And maybe that's why they were so hooked on the Marx Brothers. I mean, because that was like, what, 20 years before their time, so... Yeah. You know, by the storyline, so... Uh-huh. It was like, you know, that was 50s versus 70s, so yeah, that could totally be a thing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, knowing Rob, like, I haven't been super impressed with him lately. I'm more impressed with, you know, House. I like House. I, I agreed with Ryan, not a big fan of the, the music he chose. No. The movie was still good. Yeah, the movie was great. I love the 70s horror. It took Dio a while before he could figure out that it's a 70s fucking movie. I I mean, I know Stubber didn't really care for it, but I really liked Lords of Salem. Um, just because it was like one of those weird fucking witchcraft movies. You didn't really get a lot. I still that. need to watch 31, what I've seen so far. I know. We need to watch that. We'll, we'll do a podcast on that one of these days. Yeah, we got to get Will on it, too, because Will was super excited about watching it, and he ended up seeing it before we did. Yeah, I know. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, this should, I think it would be a cool movie. Um, one of the things I'm kind of looking forward to... I just, I, I have so many questions. I would love to sit down with Rob and be like, what about this and this and this and this and yeah. this and this? You know, is it going to be supernatural? Is it going to be fucking... Is it going to be, like, pre-natural? Is it going to be something really weird in it? Like... Is there going to be another br- uh, brother cop that they're going to have to kill? <laughs> yeah, I know. Is there another Wydell? <laughs> <laughs> another Wydell? And it better be another damn good actor. Fuck yeah. I mean, God, who, who would they bring in? Well, it'd have to be a zombie-esque actor. Actually, wait a minute. You know who could be, you know, be really cool? Jeffrey Dean Morgan. We'll just throw him in there. He could oh, be a, dude, I would he love... He could be a Wydell. Oh, dude, he could be a great Wydell. He could. Because he can pull off that kind of Southern. Oh, yeah. He gives you that look. Mm, yeah. Oh. It's like, I'm sorry, I, I I love him in every Zack Snyder movie. I love him in Supernatural, even though he's in it, only in it for, what, a season? 
season one barely over, maybe. He was the best thing about the last season of The Walking Dead. He was the best he thing about that series. He rejuvenated The Walking Dead. Yeah, even though this season kind of sucks. Like, people were kind of getting, it was getting so repetitive and repetitive. Even though they continued it being repetitive, mm-hmm. it was a new character and a new character that it was going places they hadn't seen before. And I'll tell you this about that series, too, is that all of the villains that they've introduced have all been really cool. In their I don't like way. Walking Dead. I like Negan. Yeah. Negan's fucking cool. Yeah. He's a rock star, dude. He comes in with that fucking baseball bat and the leather jacket and that fucking look with that fucking heavy-ass beard on, and he just looks at you. So, mm-hmm. what? Do we have here? Mm-hmm. You know, he just has that fucking great ass look. The great, pre- the screen presence is amazing. And the lines they write man. for him, and dude, yeah, everything about it. Like, I bet you anything, Robert Kirkman had a fucking field day writing scripts for that motherfucker. He was probably like, you know what? I've always wondered who could flesh out my Negan from my fucking comic series. Who would be that perfect guy? And then when they found him, you're like, oh my God, jerking off, splattering the cum all over the pages. You know, like, I, I, I might be overselling it, but you know, still. Um, no, he's a great actor. But yeah, I mean, I can see a lot of the cast from 31 probably making its way to this movie, to the new, uh, to the new film. Because, like, that's what I thought about 31. 31, from, just from the trailer. and from Who's the, the guy in House of Thousand Corpses? Yeah. That you've seen in a stand-up. Dr. Satan! <laughs> oh, Chris Hardwick. Chris Hardwick. I would like to see them bring him back and kill him off again as a different character. Yeah, because he's skinnier now. He doesn't even look the same. No. He's skinnier. He's got blonde hair. He's got, like, he looks oh, hell way yeah. I'd love to see Fish Boy come back. Oh, God. Ray Wilson. <laughs> Who's that one? Who's the one girl... Uh, she was like one of the last survivors. She was one of she was one of the ones that got put in the bunny suit that got killed first. She had kind of the wide nose. She was like brunette. Yeah, she's kind of a bitch in the movie. Yeah, she is. She's but she's cute. Mm-hmm. And bring her fucking back. Uh, had some weird fucking characters in there. Well, what about the characters at Doctor Spaulding's place? Those two guys. Oh, Captain Spaulding. Yeah. Oh God. Like, they didn't even really delve into the guy that pushed the fucking thing as they went through the, uh... Oh, I know, ride, yeah. my famous horror ride! Kind of all the weird... Yeah, all the weird interests... Or, um, they were characters everybody forgot about. Yeah, all the weird moving parts and his... Yeah, and his weird fucking... His weird pit stop. They could always bring back Goober. It's actually G-Ober, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what about fucking the... What about their other brother, played by Ken Forey? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, the fucking the, the owner of the the owner of the strip or the the prostitution place. Um, well, didn't he get killed by a? Did he? Yeah, he did. Remember, he was saving uh, what's her face. Oh yeah, fuck it, bring him back too. <laughs> fuck it, bring him back too. <laughs> I loved his character. I loved the way he, Ken Forey and Sid Haig played off. Played off. Well, him. here's another thing. They, they can always so bring good. in uh, what's his face from the Halloweens who played. The sheriff. Oh yeah, fucking um, yeah, Chucky. Yeah. Fucking um, bring Brad him in, bring him into the the devil devil's reject story. He could be anybody, an officer. Yeah, I love the way he played um, because his his sheriff bracket, especially by the time part two came around, 
Dude, he was so dead. I felt so sorry Beat for him it. when Daniel Harris died in part Again, two. yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. Because, like, the, the thing is, is, like, his the way he played Sheriff Brackett, it was so fucking defeated. You felt so sorry for him. You you forget that he was the voice of the murderous Chucky. Mm-hmm. You forget he's Charles Re- Lee Ray because he's such a good well, actor. I never felt so sorry for Chucky in my life. Yeah. <laughs> he is such a good fucking actor. He could just kind of pull that off. He's like, hey, you know, like... That's fucking experience. And then he almost killed fucking McDowell when he came up at the end. Yeah. I'm going to put a bullet in you. Yeah. <laughs> and that little, little bit of Chucky came out that oh, moment because yeah. he had that. His voice is so undis- undeniable and mm-hmm. un- indistinguishable. Or, um, ooh, yeah, they can bring they can bring his daughter in. Mm-hmm. She could be in the movie. Oh, what God, if, yeah. What if she is? Yeah, she could be somebody that gets killed. Yeah, she'd be a good one. Mm-hmm. Actually, I like her. Um, I like her character in uh, Dirk Gently, Holistic uh, Detective Agency, on BBC America. Um, it's one of the random shows that has like Elijah Wood in it that I really, really like. Um, but uh, yeah, her character in that, it's, she's you almost think she's just crazy, but she's embodying the fucking spirit of some other some other guy. So she's not even herself anymore. And I can't remember what the character's name, her actual character's name is, but she plays the character really good. She plays Psycho really good, too. I can't wait to see what they do in the follow-up to the to Curse of Chucky. Because Curse of Chucky is weird. And it ends really weird. But it ends kind of sexy in a way. I actually think it has like a little bit of sexy at the end. Maybe she takes over for her dad. I don't know. Um, uh, they but, keep you guessing. But Fiona Doris is a really good actress. So, um, so this is a non-horror thing, but I figured I'd bring it up because it's totally from me and Stavros fucking uh, from our childhood. And the lovely and extremely talented Whitney Cummings is the whole reason why this is even fucking happening. And that's the reboot of the series Roseanne. Oh, really? Yeah. That's her series. She's the showrunner for that show. Really? Yes. Damn. I am so ecstatic about that. On her, on her Twitter, she posted... Um, she, she, ended, she ended up taking it down, too, even though like every fucking media outlet out there, especially in Hollywood, has reposted it and it's on youtube it, it uh, sits there uh, right now um it looks like they've because uh, they brought back a lot of the uh, like all they brought back both beckys yeah both beckys uh um, how i don't know i don't know either um i hope sarah chalk plays like becky's best friend that'd be really funny if she's if they're just always around each other all the time or if they just switch them off on and off you know uh uh, fucking uh, Debbie from fucking the American version of Shameless. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember her name. It's like Emmy or Emily something. Um, uh, she's in the show, which is going to be hard for me to look at her in the show because that last se- this last season of Shameless, she's pretty fucking hot. <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm staying away from that one. But uh, um, so they've got her in it. Um, of course they brought back fucking Darlene. They brought back um, God, I mean. I think the only guy they can't actually bring back is the dude that played fucking, uh, not the guy that played David, but the guy who plays David's older brother, because mm-hmm. he's dead. Oh, really? Yeah, he passed away. So they can't bring him back. 
Um, but they could always, you know what I always thought? Huh. They could always bring, um, they can always bring in fucking, uh, what's his face? Um, Arquette. David Arquette. Oh, really? He could play that guy. He looks exactly like him. Yeah, he does, actually. Um, I was going to say, what about the dude from, uh, the Irish dude from Angel? That was him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you look just like him. I, I know, like, right? It's the same guy, come on. Uh, um, Doyle from Angel. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm that gay, shut the fuck I'm up. Him. Yeah, but about, I'm not gay enough to watch fucking what about Bucky. The guy, and what about the guy who plays David? Because he's on fucking Big Bang Theory. He might have a couple cameos. Maybe, yeah. Um, and it looks like a lot of the cast member, a lot of the characters um, in the show have kids. Grandkids. Um, even see some different stuff. Because, like, you remember how they... Okay, so the fact that Dan's back, obviously... I know, I saw that thing. I yeah. had a dream I was dead. Like, why does everybody think I'm dead? <laughs> I know. And so, like, the Jerry Garcia kid is probably not there. Um, a lot of that stuff was probably, like, that whole last... could la- be DJ's kid. I mean, that whole last season, you know, I think probably was supposed to be a dream. But, you know, like, her winning the lottery and all that. Because they basically just kind of, I mean, it, it's the same house, the same set, the same everything. Mm-hmm. And I just love hearing Roseanne's laugh. That was the that was the fucking the catalyst for me. So was, how many it was on every week? It was on uh, it was on syndication. It was on everything, dude. That show was on everything. You know, and the fact that we saw all the different incarnations of Roseanne. You know, like we got to see Roseanne with bad plastic surgery. We got to see Roseanne looking, losing weight, gaining, gaining weight, weight, short hair, long, long hair, hair. Uh, with uh, highlights. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So many weird variations of her, and now she's you know just back to normal Roseanne. And that's great, and it's like, it's it's fun. Makes you wonder if they're actually still gonna do the Married with Children uh, spinoff. You know the, the one where it's like Bud Bundy's family. Uh-huh. But I don't know if Bud's gonna do it because I mean Bud is actually slinging Bud right now. He owns a lot of like marijuana dispensaries in California. So <laughs> who knows. I don't know if David Faustino is looking for money right now or not, or if he's even interested. Yeah, even if he has the acting bug anymore. Yeah, he'd be great. I'd love to watch him playing the Al Bundy part. That'd be fucking awesome. Having weird cameos with Christina like, Applegate and fucking... Him bitching when fucking mom and dad come over like yeah. Al used to when her yeah. Peg's mom used to come over. Yeah, they could have like those moments where Katie Seagal and fucking Ed O'Neill just show up randomly. And um, what about like, and they could be living next to the Darcys still. I know that'd be so funny. You know, it'd be like the Darcys' punishment before they go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that fucking you know Amanda Bierce can just keep playing Marcy Darcy over and, and over. And she can still direct too because yeah. she, she did like a lot of the later seasons. Oh, I know they were so funny. Especially like the, um, I mean, you saw the weird direction they went with No Man and, you know, all the weird fucking like hardcore stereotypes that were, that were prevalent in the 80s and they carried it all the way through the 90s and mm-hmm. it was like. Remember the episode where they took that hair shit and everybody grew out long, beautiful, luscious hair? Yes. But it made them attracted to their wives. So they yeah, I know. It. <laughs> I was watching that one the other day, dude. Oh, uh, 
That was such a, I could go on forever on married with children. No, we can't have sex with our wives. No. <laughs> Even though, oh my god, like out of all the wives of all the no man guys, Al's fucking wife was the Al hottest was one. The best had the not the best wife, but you know, like easiest time sleeping with her. Yeah, the hottest wife, really. And to this day, to this day. Yeah, Katie Seagal's amazing looking. Oh, I saw some, I think the last time I actually saw her on TV, um, I mean, I follow her on Twitter, so I read everything she posts now, but, um, but, like, the last time I saw her on TV was in Sons of Anarchy, and she looked fucking amazing, I was like, dude, like, like, is she never gonna not look good? <laughs> I know, she's, like, fucking 60 and still, yeah, fills she, out skinny jeans very well. I know, she'd be, like, Morgan Fairchild or fucking, like, um. Well, I mean, this is more of a personal one for me, but, like, uh, like, what's her face? Um, like, uh, Susan Sarandon, you know? I, I still find her attractive. Um, so. Sophia Loren. Mm. She was, like, fucking still. Like, dude, remember? She was hot and grumpy her old man. Part two. <laughs> she was, like, 70. You're like, why am I getting a chubby from a 70-year-old woman? Especially when she speaks Italian, and that's like, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Here, hold on a second. Let me hear. Yeah, no shit. Just pull out my pud. Putts. <laughs> you schmuck. <laughs> yeah, you, you can actually hear fucking uh, Walter Matthau like, saying, it's like, put away your pecker, schmuck. <laughs> like, you just kind of hear it from across the room. Like, oh shit. You saw that. All those people are dead. Well, see, Sophia Loren's still alive? Is she? Like, I don't know, dude. No. We'll look that up and confirm that for our um, for our listening audience right now. Because um, I know Walter Matthau's dead. I know Jack Lemmon's dead. dead. Yeah. Sophia Loren is. Whoa. Oh, she started her film career when she was fifteen. Oh, they could back then. Dude, picture of her in nineteen fifty-five. I know. Dude, she was. You know what she looks like in this picture? Huh? Yeah, look at this. Look up. Sophia Loren, 1955. She looks exactly like Mila Kunis. Damn. But with big titties. Because um, <laughs> that's the way main... more Italian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, way more Italian. Mm-hmm. I think, but, is she, isn't Mila Kunis like Russian or something like that? Like that? Lithuanian? Or... I thought she was Latina something and. I don't even know. Yeah, she's still alive. This woman is still fucking rocking it. How old is she? 83. Damn. I don't know what she looks like now. Here, let's check this out. Sophia. Now we're just being perverts. I'm sorry, people. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm not. I'm not sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Yeah, that's right. The whole sorry, not sorry thing. That was fucking Pee Wee Herman. Go back and watch fucking. Um, watch some old Cheech and Chong movies. That's where he got it from. Not sorry. Not sorry. Yeah, she looks old, but her titties look pretty fleek. Look at that. Uh, she finally starting to look her age, dude. Yeah. Her titties look nice. Though. Like that's what I'd expect her to look at. Look like at sixty, and she didn't look like that at sixty. No, she didn't. Like she finally got an old face. Yeah. Like things started sinking in, and gravity started kicking in. I will say though, her titties do look nice. It's kind of like with, um, what's her name, uh, like Nina Hartley. I mean, Nina Hartley's like in her 60s, isn't she? 60 or, yeah, or better. But her whole body looks amazing. 
<laughs> I mean, her face yeah, looks... Yeah, but the, what, the way she's probably had to work out to yeah. keep it that way. I mean, her face looks her age. You know, she definitely doesn't look like she's even caring about plastic surgery. I mean, no matter how hard I work out, my titties will never look that good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just saying, people. Yeah, Sophia Loren, though. That's kind of an interesting... Um, then we look at some of these other ones. Catherine Hepburn, Natalie Wood. Who's the other woman in, in Grumpy Old Men? Um, that was... Wasn't she like a Bond girl? Yeah, I think so. Here, the grumpier old men? Grumpier old men, yeah. Okay, so... He's cheating people. I am using the Google machine. I cannot help it. Anne-Margaret. Yeah. Or no. Was it Anne-Margaret? Yeah, it was Anne-Margaret. Okay. God, Daryl Hannah looks haggard now. Oh, I know. That was like one of the last movies she looked really good in. Yeah. Okay. She didn't look too bad in Kill Bill while you Yeah, I was going to say Kill Bill, yeah. Yeah, she had a good look in that, even that eye patch. Mm -hmm. um, and Margaret. And Margaret's Rudipu Candy Ass. Oh, God. Yeah, Burgess Meredith. Burgess Meredith? Yeah, I want to go to that island on uh, Hawaii called Kamana Wanalea. <laughs> That motherfucker, dude. I, I swear. He had so many, like, Kenny Rogers earlier. Yeah. Beer Fest. Yeah, we're just watching. Just that old school, like, just, it's just jokes, people. Yeah. You know, you keep jerking, you keep masturbating, you're going to go blind. Dad, I'm over here. <laughs> <laughs> like, Kenny Rogers. Like, and they're funny. Uh, when he did. Legit funny. The old man funny. When he did uh, Dukes of Hazard, which, you know. It yeah. Was, it was, it was Broken Lizard is the main, the, really the only reason I liked it. Um, it just gives a lot of it. Just and like his jokes with, what's the difference? What do a tornado and a blonde have in common? First, there's a lot of sucking and blowing, and then they take your house. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and he, he's sitting there while they're throwing all these cocktails and running from the cops, and he sits there forever and just tells jokes. Now, and I want to know how many he improved and that they never even aired. I was going to say, is Willie still alive? Um, I'm not sure. Well, let's consult Google. Is, is, is marijuana killed him yet? I don't think I so. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, because, like, I was thinking, you know, like, he would be a really good add-in for um, for the um, that one Netflix show with Ashton Kutcher. Oh, yeah. The ranch. Like, he could be on the ranch or something. Yeah. He could be, like, the best friend of fucking um, of Sam Neill. No, not Sam Neill. I'm sorry. Sam fucking Elliot. I know, I know. Sam Neill, fucking dinosaurs could pop into my head. Sam Neill will never have that masterful fucking stash, okay? That is true. Like, Sam Elliott has the greatest stash in all of Hollywood. Not Burt Reynolds. You know what's kind of crazy, too, with, um, with him? I was actually, uh, I saw this meme on Facebook the other day where it's like, Okay, yeah, he's still alive. Um, all right, cool. So he can be on the he can be on the ranch now. Um, but no, I, was, I saw this thing on Facebook where it's like, I guess the new thing amongst young millennials is Sam El or is Sam Elliott's hot. He's basically he's, voice. he's like the Sean Connery from like our remember like when teen I had a couple exes who always thought Sean Elliott was hot or, or Sean, Sean Elliott. Connery. Sean, uh, fucking Sam Elliott. Sean Elliott was a fucking guy who shot a 
a basketball and a Blazer game that destroyed my Blazers from the playoffs. That's another memory for another time. Yeah, because I remember back in the day. His so... foot was out of bounds, by the way, people. Fuck that shit. Yeah, I remember back in the day, like, girls our age and, you know, around our age and stuff, you know, they all thought Sean Connery was hot back in the day. And, um, you know, now it's like, yeah, Sam Elliott's the fucking old hottie. Uh, it's probably... My mom always loved him. Because of his sexy voice. It's probably the voice, and it's probably that fucking Like mustache. in Roadhouse, when he pulls up, and he's like, oh, look, the double douche. <laughs> <laughs> Only Sam Elliott could pull that line off that way. You know, my favorite Sam Sam Elliott line is from fucking, uh, it's, it's from The Big Lebowski. Darkness washed over the dude. <laughs> I just, I die every time I hear that. I just... That one moment where, like, um, I think it's, like, when Lebowski gets drugged and he's having that, like, fucking dream. It's before he wakes up running down the street and shit and he gets arrested. Um, it's like, get your gold brickin' ass out of my fucking beach community. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking throws the coffee cup right at his fucking head. <laughs> and dude, fucking, just the fact that fucking dude sold it so well. Just, <laughs> He's masterful. Masterful, I say. Masterful. Hey, have you ever noticed how uh, Cassius Clay is trying to look like the dude out of shape and everything? Oh, C- Cassius Ono? Yeah, Cassius Ono, not Cassius Clay. I'm sorry. That, that's Muhammad Ali. Chris Hero, for all those wrestling dorks out there. Um, he kind of is. He's got, well, I mean, he's, to me, he's got this weird, he's got this weird, like, if Mick Foley played basketball. <laughs> if Mick Foley played basketball. Doesn't he? Yes, he he's got like the fucking arm guards just like you'd see in the NBA and shit and you're like he's wearing the jersey and you're like what what is this shit it's like this isn't the Chris Hero I remember <laughs> the Chris Hero I remember just basically looked like a cooler hacksaw Jim Duggan I mean that's <laughs> and most of the time when they're in Florida at the whatever center yeah um he's always wearing Orlando Magic colors yeah, he always is. Yeah. Actually, my sister was asking me the other day, if you went to Universal Studios or if you could go to Florida, where would you go? I'm like, Full Sail Arena? <laughs> yep. Nowhere near Universal Studios. But we're going to go see a fucking wrestling show. Yeah, we're going to go see a wrestling show. You know, back in the day, it would have been like, oh, I'm going to go see fucking TNA because it's free. You know, you just go in there, you're in the impact zone. It's like, hey. But TNA is taped in fucking Canada now. So, um, yeah, that's kind of sucky. <laughs> so like, well, it's good for a lot of the talent because a lot of the talent are from Canada. Then, like, yeah, better traffic for them. Especially like one of my favorite wrestlers, uh, is Rosemary. Yes, we are Rosemary. We are the Hive. <laughs> she's just one of my favorite because I like her like Undertaker setup. You know, where she's like, she's like, uh, she's on standing on, st- you know, standing on her knees. Somebody kicks her. She falls right backwards on top of her, or kind of split-legged. And then she fucking evil deads herself up. She's all, like she's a deadite and shit. It's totally like Undertaker-esque, but it's got, but it's that same performance uh, that you would see out of like fucking... um, Well, you didn't watch NXT tonight and watch the signing between uh, Almas and uh, Aleister Black? Oh, shit. Yeah. Almost didn't even come out. That little bitch did. That oh, was a really? tasty little treat. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, 
the funny thing is, like, uh, I like the way what they've done with Black. Yeah. Like the way he spoke. Yeah, because he's kind of a. I mean, the one thing about him, he's kind of this weird, kind of very goth. You know, he's got this weird kind of gothy thing to him, but he's. But he, he came out in a business suit and everything. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Like, part of me thinks he's kind of like. Well, he said a bunch of shit, pissed that little Latino girl off. She's all talking shit yeah. as he's walking out. He's like, and if you think I came alone, you're sorely mistaken. And then uh, Johnny Gargano's wife came out and beat the shit out of her. <laughs> Dude, Candice LeRae, man. Ah, that is all. She's a little tasty treat. Yeah, she's she just has. Like, I think the one thing about her that really get that really gets me is the fact that she's just like. She's this perfect looking package as a woman. But she she's basically just girl Johnny Gargano. She does all the same she can do all the same shit he can. And I love her fucking finisher. What was it? Miss LeRae's Wild Ride. It's like that's the greatest name for a finisher ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest name for a finisher ever. But yeah, that was pretty good tonight. Uh we both watched Lucifer this week. Yep. Liked it a lot. Lucifer is pretty funny. Um, I like the, uh, I like the whole. Uh, begin- it kind of reminded me of an episode of Forever Night, where like, where like in the episode there was a, a singer that was being marked to be killed, and one of her stunt people, or like one of her uh, walk, you know, like her stand-ins, got killed instead of her, and basically same storyline. It's the same exact storyline, and. The only difference is the the chick oh, in this episode, Lucifer. Is like some tasty mocha flavored looking bitch. Mm-hmm. Oh my word, she is way hotter than the other girl was. Like, and um, I love the fact that like fucking Lucifer is doing everything he can to protect uh, Chloe. He doesn't want to fucking hurt her at all, but he hates the fuck out of this chick. He just doesn't like her. Like, everything, he, everything she tries, like, he's, I think she, like, sits down with him or whatever, and she's, like, trying to sing with him, but she sucks. Like, she just absolutely sucks, and she blames she's it like, on... She's like, yeah, that blames it on his really nice fucking piano. Yeah. Your piano's out of key. He's like, I beg your pardon. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was offended by that question. And then there's the whole thing with uh, the smoothie, you know? She, he gets all the ingredients for the smoothie. He throws it in there. He's like, grinds it. Like, there's no tamarack. There's no turmeric in here. There's no turmeric. It's like... Aren't you going to wash off the vegetables? That takes out all the... Nutrients and all that shit. So, uh, and then there was the um, and there was that one moment, you know, because you figure, okay, if two people of the opposite sex are butting heads on a constant level, it's going to create a little bit of sexual friction, right? But Lucifer, I mean, okay, to, to do his credit, like what you were saying yesterday, he's had tons of hot chicks. What's, like, a, what's enough? Like, that hot chick is like, it, it, I can have two of you tonight, you know? Yeah, you just call him over. But I think the whole thing is... Or he's just, the devil, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, uh-huh. but he just hates her so much that he just doesn't want to fuck her. I don't think her. he hates her, I think he just dislikes her. Yeah. Because they kind of grew on each other when she escapes, you know, when she wants to drink, and, and she bails out, and she's, like, mm-hmm. performing downstairs, and... You know, and that's something that, you know, it causes her and to kind of... And then they do that one classic song together. Yeah, that was great. 
And yeah, it was, uh, I really like the fact that he's he's actually a really good singer. Like, um, I know you were kind of wondering whether or not he was actually pulling out pulling out or that off. I had questions yeah, like, so. is he British? Does he do that? Does he play the piano? Does he? And then there was this thing I saw on Amy Garcia's Twitter because I stalk Amy Garcia. Stock Amy Garcia. And by the way, we're on. It's co- a friendly stock. Don't worry, Amy. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's not a horrible stock. I'm just <laughs> I, I'm just enamored with you. You're just amazingly cute. Um, but she had this uh, she had this video she posted from like a few weeks back where the actor who plays Lucifer is holding an acoustic guitar and he's just kind of playing it and he's singing and he's really got that voice. That's his. So he is that damn good. So if you want to know. If that's Lucifer or not, it really is. Um, but, and then, um, yeah, so I, I really like this episode. I kind of, I think the only thing about this episode that gets me is that Maze is still kind of on the hate train with the fucking Doctor. And... Get I mean, over your shit, bitch. Yeah, I mean, I like the fact that she got her that fucking fancy-looking axe and shit, and she's still pissed off enough to, like, destroy it at the end of the episode. No, she did? Yeah. She destroyed it? Yeah, she fucking... Well, she broke it in half. She busted the, the handle over her knee. Because um, they ended their conversation with her basically just saying, go to hell, you know, and it's like... And then, you know... What's her face like? I'm tired of trying to apologize. And for a demon, you know, that's probably, like, the worst thing you can ever have told to you, you know? Because she could totally send you there. <laughs> um, I love the fucking last episode when they had uh, Abel. Yeah. And they're like, you never forget your first. <laughs> I, was like, I, know. I love you. And, like, dude, she is, like, Maze. It's like, I... Her and Zoe, dude, they almost have basically the same look, the same body, the same face, the same... Oh, I know. It's weird because she's like poor man Zoe Saldana, but she's just as hot. I know. And for a mom of two, or... One or two. Yeah, one Dude, she's amazing looking. She just has this, like... I mean, yeah, Hollywood actress, you know, fucking does stunt work. Works out probably constantly, but dude, I mean... Uh, Yeah, I know, their job is to lie. Yeah. <laughs> That's what actors do, people. Um, they lie. They're liars. Um, oh, speaking of fucking uh, great acting. Um, so, by the time this airs, you uh, episode two, uh, or no, part two of um, Brainless in Seattle uh-huh. for um, iZombie will already be out. But we'll just talk about episode one. This is not a spoiler because... It's already happened. Yeah, it's already happened. So you had over a week to watch it, so fuck you. And, uh, like, Brainless in Seattle is a fun episode because... Okay, so... The brain she eats and how she's in love with everything. And the guy who she was in love with at first... Yeah. You recognize him, right? Yep. I love him. Yeah. He was like... It was weird to see him, too, because, like... I, I keep remembering what he looked like when he was younger. Oh, I know. And like uh, and not what he looks like now. It's like, because... Because, um, like, he, had, he was so dorky looking back in the day. And it's so funny that, like, now he's, like, this heartthrobby looking guy. And, the, and all the shit he talks about, too. He's, like, all talking about rom-com stuff. And he knows all this the weirdest references and... Um, and I do kind of like how, I don't know if she was trying to or not, but 
she, like, I think um, Liv, the Liv character was kind of played up to be similar to uh, the Meg Ryan character in Sleepless in Seattle. I want to think that's what that was. Uh-huh. And um, even though she was a little goofier with it, like, way goofier, and, like, at every turn, like, her her motives changed. You know, first she wanted the one guy. He didn't show up to the party, and then... Um, she was her, just in love with being in love. Yeah. And then she meets the other guy, and she fucking has the... What was it? She's trying to find him because, like, his... Uh, oh, yeah, they were... Yeah, but she, she was pretty drunk. Yeah. When she met that other guy. Uh, but I love the fact that she got the fucking... Um, she got the the artist, you know, like, the, the, the forensic artist to, like, fucking draw up a picture of him. She was like, yes, that's him right there. Now we can start working on that other guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the thing I liked is, like, she's all searching for that one guy, and I think all she did is really get Ravi and her best friend back together almost. Now, did they do this on purpose, or do just the lead detectives in that department have the most generic names? So Clive Babinaw is the weirdest name, and I think I said this in another episode, is the weirdest name for a black dude to have. I'm just going to say that. This is weird. Um, it's such a French-Canadian name. I know. You know, and they're in Seattle, so it's just a weird fucking name to have. And then the other guy, um, I can't remember his name, the, the other head detective guy who was training the, uh, the new, the rookie cop. Yeah. Yeah, his last name in the show is Kavanaugh. It's like, come on, where are you coming up with these fucking names? I know Kavanaugh's a real last name, it's British, and, uh, it's actually the last name of... What's your name, Liv? Liv Moore. It's punny, yeah. It's like, it's punny. Because, I mean, she she does live more. She dies and she comes back to life. Uh, <laughs> I know that that's what the, that was their motive. What's his it? major what? Oh, God. I don't remember Major's last name. I know. And, like, they didn't think too hard on these names. Except for Live More. I think that was the whole thing, though, is that, because the comic was supposed to be funny. So I think that's where most of the characters come from with the comic. But, um... I love how, uh, Major came in, and she's like, we need your help with this. He's like, well, we're still fighting, and she's on teenager brain. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go over here. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of done with that relationship, and I don't blame him. It kind of sucks, but... Like, you're not the only good zombie. Well, the other thing I was kind of confused about, too, so at the beginning of the episode, they snuck in that girl, right? That guy got paid a lot of money to sneak her in just to get killed to become food. (coughs) Is it really costing that much money to procure brains in Seattle at this point? No, they're probably running out because, uh, you know, the the new savior is probably turning over fucking zombies. (coughs) Um, Yeah, and he's just kind of... Handing out brains like a so candy. Many, there's only so many brains in 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 this walled-in area. <coughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, and honestly, dude, I love dude's dad as the fucking savior. I love that's how his that's how he's uh, portrayed in the credits at the uh-huh. beginning. It's so good. I love that actor too. He's really good. Yeah. But he was in that shitty show, uh, on the one with, uh, Prison Break. Oh, um, was it Prison Break? Remember the one brother who had, like, all the fucking shit tattooed on his body to break out of the prison? Yeah, he's the guy who played, uh, Dracula in Blade Three. 
Well, he, he wasn't the brother that had all the shit tattooed on him. He was the brother who was trying to break out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was... Yeah, yeah I think you're right. Prison break. I like the other show he was in. John Doe. Uh-huh. Not the porn actor, either. Oh, by the way, yeah, thank you for um, pointing out fucking uh, What's-His-Face in um, the oh. movie Beer Fest. <laughs> Stephen St. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or, like, cause he pointed that out right away, and I was just like, really? I was like, and he, he rewound it and played it again, I was like, sure as shit, dude. It was totally Stephen St. Croix. <laughs> I, expected, <laughs> I expected him to just take off his clothes and start fucking somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really did. I was like, I was kind of surprised that didn't happen. Um, and I remember, like... When we were younger, you'd go and you'd rent porn, and you'd see Steven St. Croix out of shape. Then you'd see him pretty buff. Yeah. Then you'd see him out of shape again. You're like, what's wrong with you, dude? You go on benders? What, what's your problem? Yeah. <laughs> he probably hangs out with Ron Jeremy on his off time, you know? He's like, here, we gotta go to this all-you-can-eat place. You're gonna love this place. And, and then, then he started hanging around Manuel Ferrer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he gets buff again, and then back and forth, back and forth. Well, no, it was the 90s, so it was probably like Alex Sanders or something. But, <laughs> the episode, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, I liked her, the brain she was on. Um, yeah, I liked the, I rom- liked, uh, the rom-com brain. Who was it, Raji or... Ravi? Yeah, Ravi. Uh, trying to all model for him and shit. <laughs> Major comes in, he's like, is that my shirt? <laughs> Dude, my favorite part of that whole episode was, like, the dancing. He's, I love how, like, her friend is so hot, she threw on a nightie, and she was still fucking hot. Yeah. She went to the fucking bar in a nightie, basically. And I was like, you're still fucking gorgeous. I love the fact she's all like, Liv, you've got to help us. And she's like, what? I don't see any problems. He's, you know, he's having fun. She's like, Ravi? And he starts doing the little dance and stuff. And and she's like, well, you know, I don't see anything wrong with that. And you know, she doesn't see anything wrong with her or whatever. And she's like, it's the robot. <laughs> You've got to help us. You know, and it's like, and it's not even just the robot. He's doing the robot badly. Horribly. Yeah. But I love how they got What's-His-Face being the bad guy again. Yes. I mean, that motherfucker. You liked him for like, Eight episodes. Yeah, especially and then when... back to the bad guy. I love, I love, I love, and that guy's a good actor. Yeah, that guy is a good actor. Yeah. But uh, part two's coming. Can't wait to see it. Yeah, I mean, hopefully uh, after two is aired and probably the next episode. And they they're... find out at the end of the first episode that there's a serial killer taking brains and burning up the bodies. Yeah, that could be a definite. Um, Especially if it's a, maybe it's a killer working for fucking, you know, the prophet. Or whatever he's calling himself. The savior. Mm-hmm. The savior? The prophet. Savior. So close to fucking Walking Dead. Because <laughs> Negan's group is called the saviors. Um, oh, yeah, and for all those people who are like crybaby about fucking Carl dying, that was one of the funniest fucking episodes the episode where Carl dies. It's like, ah. Oh. And what? Walking Dead. Oh. He, he shoots himself. You know, that's his death. It's funny. Um, it wasn't even a good dead? Not really. I was expect. well, okay, so when Glenn died, uh, Jason Young 
when he does, and that's the worst part too. I don't know if you knew about this or not, but I think it's an Amazon series. Jason, or er, uh, um, he's, you know, Stephen Young is basically in The Walking Dead, but it's a different show. It's another zombie series. It's just not a, Fear of the Walking Dead, is it? No. That would have made more sense. That would have made more sense. Because you don't know where fucking Glenn came from. And Fear of the Walking Fear of the Walking Dead was the prequel story to Walking Dead. Eventually they're gonna come to head. You know, they're gonna have an episode that's you know I think that that's already happened too, the crossover episode. Uh I know my pick was like Michonne because she was a traveler, you know, so it's like it would make sense to have her on that. But um but I think it's supposed to I mean, it could be Glenn, it could be, like, Herschel, it could be, like, a lot of those guys, but the fact that Stephen Young is playing uh, in another series where there's zombies is dumb. We, we can't typecast this guy. He's too good of an actor. <laughs> you just can't typecast him in another zombie fucking show. It's dumb. I mean, I'm surprised it wasn't Z Nation, you know, so we'll just give him sci-fi money. <laughs> Actually, I think they canceled the nation. Or give them some Netflix money. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Netflix is throwing everything out there. Deals like, what's this uh, mo- this show? Oh, this has got Jared Leto in it. <laughs> yeah, some new movie, new show, new whatever. It's like, God, there's just I mean, there's so many new stand up specials. Ricky Gervais has a fucking stand up special. Kid Rock, fucking Kid Ro- Marlon yeah. Wayans. Yeah, I was surprised about both of those. It was like Chris Rock and fucking Marlon. I want to see the Marlon Wayans one, because I've never seen a Wayans do stand-up. Ever. Mm. So I really want to see it. I saw Keenan back in the day. Did he do stand-up? Yeah, but he mostly wrote. You know what You know what stand-ups he wrote? Huh. Eddie Murphy Raw. He wrote Eddie Murphy Raw? He was one of the writers on there with Eddie. Because I thought, like, didn't Paul Mooney do most of Eddie's stuff? Go watch Eddie Murphy Raw. It says Keenan okay. Ivory Wayans. Because I know, like, Paul Mooney did Mike. Uh, I think Paul Mooney was more delirious than Raw. Probably. Because I know Paul Mooney did a lot of the big acts, you know, like, the big acts back in the day. He did most of Richard Pryor's stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I love Paul Mooney, but I feel Dude. like he's just a fucking racist. Yeah, he's kind of. I, th- I think it's just his generation, though. I mean, what he had to grow up. Oh, yeah. I don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah, he has every right to, to be racist, that. yeah. <laughs> Kind of like my dad, you know? My dad was a fucking racist, too, but he hated his own kind. <laughs> Which doesn't make any sense, but... My dad hated everybody, so... Gotta miss our dads. Especially Mexicans. Yeah. <laughs> That's what me and your dad had in common. They both hated Mexicans, I think, equally the same. Probably. <laughs> Alright, so follow us on the social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, uh... Twitter face. Um, you can find us either at Rotten Corpse Radio or Rotten Corpse ENT, depending or on... Or you can find Dio on the nearest corner. Sucking off anybody who happens to pull over. And with a quarter. <laughs> as long as you have a quarter. I mean, I need quarters, because I still go to Wonderland. Because I still go to Wonderland, even Wonder- though it's nickel. <laughs> Wonderland's nickel video games. You can just trade those quarters in for five nickels. <laughs> five nickels for a pickle. Um... Find us on SoundCloud for now. Uh, we will be switching over to a different service. Um, SoundCloud has served us for the past three, you know, f- almost four years. 
Really? So, Wait, I didn't know this is fucking long. I think it's. I think we've been going on for like about three and a half years now. But there was a good portion of that third year where we didn't do shit. So there was. I think there was like a six month hiatus. Yeah. A reason. Yeah. But uh. But yeah, we'll be. We'll still kind of use SoundCloud as like an ad thing, but it's like we're we're gonna be escaping the the SoundCloud monster. You'll see most of our music on this on this page, um, but for all things uh, corpsey and otherwise, rottencorpseradio.com is where you can always find us. Uh, we will be at uh, Comic Con this year as well as um, I'm thinking about Walker Stalker, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. I know we're going to be doing the uh, Portland Horror Film Festival, uh, which would be pretty fun. Uh, we'll be having an interview with those guys here in the summer. Um, and coming up here in, in the coming week, um, we, our interview with, uh, Portland's own psychobilly, uh, horror-themed band, Toxic Zombie. Uh, we'll be talking with, uh, Chris Grimm and the rest of the guys, and it should be a pretty good one. I mean, we got a chance, we're going to be talking the new album, um, at least we're not going to say what it is, but they do have a new album coming out, so, um, if you follow Toxic Zombie on Facebook or Instagram, uh, they do post a lot of stuff about it on there. And, yeah. So, yeah. Um, if you're still here, obviously we haven't offended you enough. So, we will keep trying. Actually, one of these days we'll have to do our most offensive episode ever. But, this is definitely... The defensive offensive? (laughs) The defensive offensive. And so, until that time, I am Ryan... I'm Stavro. You can go fuck yourself.